Welcome to Undiscotted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornel, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hello, I'm your host of Undiscotted Podcast, Corey Felton, and today I have a very special guest from St. Leo University, Anthony Criccetto. How you doing, Coach? Hey, good evening. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing well, Coach, man. Coach, I just want to say thank you for coming on, especially given this time and you're back on campus at the current moment with your athletes. So it's very important for me to say thank you for your time, Coach. Anytime. Anytime you need me or I can contribute, you know, you can count on me. Now, Coach, before we get started, can you give us some background information about yourself? Yeah, you know, I've come a long way and uh, worked my way up. I was a um, high school uh, varsity girls coach where a boys coach where my uh, first coach was a varsity boys coach. Um, he got a job at Division Two Dowling College 26 years ago and asked me to come get my master's degree and be an assistant. Um, you know, so I started at the Division Two level for five years. Uh, you know, worked, stayed at Dowling a little bit, uh, became a Division three head coach for one year, um, was offered an assistant at Fairleigh Dickinson University with Sandy Gordon, Division one. Uh spent 10 glorious years as a Division one top assistant, you know, from UCF to Hofstra University with a couple other stops. Um, then I was blessed with my first opportunity to be a head coach at New York Institute of Technology on Long Island. Uh, and I spent seven years there as a head coach. Uh, my wife's passion, you know, for our kids, our kids are younger, was to try to get south. Um, five years ago, this uh, St. Leo University job opened up. Very good conference. Nova Southeastern, Tampa, Florida Southern, Eckerd. It was a loaded conference. Great basketball, great sports down here. And uh, this Division Two challenge um, opened up for me, so... I stayed a head coach. I stayed Division Two, um, but it's just it's just a wonderful opportunity down here in the South. And coach, you have experience at all three levels of college basketball. From a coach's yeah. perspective, can you give us like how does it look from all three levels as a coach? You know, you got to look at Division One and 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 kind of put it into a, a pizza pie where. At Fairleigh Dickinson, you know, I was a recruiting coordinator and I was, you know, required to, you know, work with a certain amount of money. Um, when I got to Hofstra, you know, which was a step up, Hofstra was the days of Speedy Claxton had just, you know, built the new arena. So now women's basketball is getting a little more attention. You know, we had another 10, 15,000 on top of that to recruit with. Um, you know, UCF, wonderful opportunity, football, stadium, uh, basketball, um, arena just opened up more money, more recruiting, more amenities when you travel. Um, you know, whereas my D three job, you know, I had to do a lot of stuff on my own to try to, to build my program, uh, travel on my own. And then the, the three division two schools I've been with, I've been with have had various budgets. So budgetary, um, is a challenge. You got to do more with less you know, at these other levels, but even at, you know, like fairly Dickinson and Longwood when I was first there, you know, it was a challenge because you had to work smart with your money. Um, and with recruiting, you know, at the higher, at the higher division twos, you could make at the higher division ones, you know, you have more scholarship opportunities. So not that you'd make a mistake, but you could, you could take a project or two 
um, and still carry a strong 10 man roster. Um, you know, division two, you got a parcel kids, you know, division three, you got to look for those academic kids. Um, you know, so a lot of stuff, recruiting, um, your travel, uh, how, you know, what you're doing for your assistants, how you're feeding your team. Uh, you know, it's, it's all, you know, I call it money ball because everything's a business, but the more you could stretch to your dollar, the more you can recruit, the more you could, the more kids you could sign, uh, the better you can travel, you know, and it, you know, you got to get creative and it took learning from a lot of good people, uh, to really, you know, get where I am. So, you know, I, I have a lot of love and a lot of thanks and appreciation for the people I work for, you know, cause I was taught a lot. And coach, it's been proven that you like along the way have had success though in each level and even given to your current status where you were able to record the program's most conference wins at St. Leo. Coach, when you uh, are out there coaching and you you inherit a team or you inherit a program, what's your mindset going into that program? To really, you know, a lot of people say culture um, and don't know how to define it. My thing is, you know, I took the job at New York Tech and then I St. Leo, you know, right away, you know, my one of my agendas is, you know, a little bit of the off season, check in and learn people in admissions, learn people in fundraising, learn people in facilities, you know, and know them and appreciate them and honor them and respect them. Because along the way, you're going to need, you're going to need every ounce of energy you can get, you know, on an official visit or unofficial visit. You might need that person in the, in the veterinary sciences. You may need that one person that can help you in the theology. Um, you may need that janitor to open a door. Uh, or to escort you into a room because you don't have your keys. So I, I really think the biggest thing is get in there and define what you, you are culturally trying to do. Um, you know, see what, see what kids uh, clean, give a, every kid a clean slate. You know, my thing is at NYT, I didn't run people off, but I also had six seniors my first year at St. Leo. You know, I inherited a whole team wow. um, and, you know, one left on her own the week I got the job. Uh, you know, we didn't run anybody off. We just tried to do what we can. And, you know, I think that goes a long way. And yet you teach kids, teach kids to buy in early cause it's going to benefit later. And then, you know, they're, they're a proven part, whether they won one game or 30 games that first year, you know, they're still a part of, you know, what you're doing in year five, no matter what their results were, you know, cause they put in the work based on, you know, what you try to teach them. And that, that sets the program up. And coach, that's valuable information because, the more and more I hear about coaching and uh, basketball and any sport, when you go into a locker room, you have to inherit a culture. And if the culture is a, a great culture to go into, then it continues on um, nine times out of ten. But some coaches come in and they could change the culture and it could change it for the best. And like you said, sometimes you go in and it could be a one-game winning season or it could change the culture to where it could be a complete turnaround for the whole team organization. So I agree with the whole, you come in, you set, you set up a culture, you set the tone and that's, that's the way you live it out. And, you know, in our, our current circumstances, there's a lot of things that happen um, in coaching and in, you know, transfers and all this crazy stuff right now to where kids have to understand that the number one thing is when you're getting recruited or when you're getting looked at, or even when you're on a roster is you got to be a part of the culture. And one thing you have to do is, do your time, you know, just do your time in the program. So I value that coach. 
No, I, I appreciate it. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, my advice to a new coach is, you know, hit the ground running, but crawl before you walk. Um, you know, accept, accept the answer of no. Um, and, you know, uh, learn from your peers that have gotten it done at the institution you're at. I mean, we had a previous coach here at our men's level that was here four years, went to the NCAA tournament three years, left. And uh, I was struggling two years ago. And I, and I put in five calls to him until I got him to answer. And, I, you know, if I can get one thing from that little phone call about what he did at the men's level, you know, may, maybe that was something, you know, that, that I could change. Um, you know, and, and you're right. That times are changing. and, and But a lot of men hear that uh, because they want retention at any level. You know, um, I, I can't, I've never coached at the BCS level, but I know plenty of people that have. Um, it's still, you know, it's still, you're still looked at for retention, you know, um, part of my culture was community service. Part of my culture was, uh, development and raising money. Part of my culture was, you know, learning my community and my institutional people. Um, I think that's big because while you're not winning right away, you know, you got your academics, your community service, you got your people following your energy and, and letting them be a part, letting them build that village. Because, you know, like you said, we won some games last year. And, you know, five years ago, this was the 300th ranked division two in the country. And, you know, now, you know, we have, we have big dreams this year, next year to, to really put a dent, uh, you know, in this country and, and to make, you know, we have high, we have high goals for where we want to take this program. And coach, that's, that's great to have a high goal and expectation, especially when you say, Hey, we, we were at the bottom of the, of the uh, poll a couple of years ago, and now we're slowly creeping up. But it's because, you know, once again, that tenure that you can have on your team and that retention that you can have on your team is very valuable because the less playbooks you have to exchange every season, the more likely you are to have somebody that's, that's going to understand your philosophy. And 100%. I think I think kids get, you know, get lost sometimes because, you know, if something don't work out the way they want to work the first go around, they're ready to leave instead of sticking it out and seeing that I can make this my home. I can make this my my address, per se, and also leave my legacy. So to have a coach say, I want you here, we believe in retention, and whatever it got, I have to do to retain you and help you build community at the same time, that's valuable to have as a coach and as a person that's going to guide you for the next four years while you're in college. Yeah, you know, the, one of the first things I learned from Felicia to get Jack, um, who's at Buffalo now, at Hofstra, was these kids will work harder for you, trust you more if you know about them, if you're vested in their academic, academics, if you're vested on where they want to go in their career. You know, I do an academic meeting with five players every 10 days. We had our first one uh, this, week with, this week with five players. And, you know, I'm asking them questions about what is your plan for two years, four years? Um, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Um, how can we do it? How can I help you? And, you know, when kids understand that you're invested more than wins and losses, um, or you ask them how their mom and dad are doing, or you know something from the recruiting that is personal that, you know, they just want to uh, be asked about, you know, it, it goes a long way, man. And it, they'll work harder for you. And when they work harder for you, you get better results. I agree with that, Coach. And speaking of recruits, Coach, you have recruiting in your background. Um, like. Coach, right now, there's some 21 kids out there who need some advice. Can you offer some advice for recruits right now that 
are out there still with the class of 21? Yeah, it's never, you know, we had a 20, we had a 2021 possible, like a preferred um, walk-on type uh, grinder, hard worker that said, hey, you know, I'm in, I'm in this late. You know, you're never in it late. You know, you can go see schools, you can keep your options open. You know, we talk, I talked to her about Division Three, Division Two, NAI, QCO, um, and then you know, wh- what are your demographics like? When, when you're looking for something, what style do you want to play for? What part of the country do you want to be in? What level do you think you could be at? But stay humble and don't think about playing time. You know, um, the last thing coaches want these days is entitled athletes or entitled parents. We're looking at, at the Division Two or Division Three level. We're looking at grades first. Um, we're looking at work, work ethic and value second. Um, you know, it's like character academics and then the basketball, um, you know, at, at D1, you know, again, I'm shoot. I'm now 13 years removed from D1, you know, being a recruiting coordinator for 10 years has really helped me be a, a good head coach. Um, we can afford to make some, I don't want to call them mistakes because none of them are mistakes, but honestly, you can, you could afford to make some decisions that don't work out as well. You know, when you have those 12 fulls at Fairleigh Dickinson, we had 11. And I think at, at UCF, we had 14. Um, you know, so you, you're not going to be right all the time. You still got to get lucky at every level. But my advice to recruits would be to be humble. Talk to talk to every coach. If you're getting a phone call, that's that's worth its weight in gold. Some kids get an email or a text and think that, um, you know, they're going to be offered a scholarship. If the coach is calling you, listen to them. Um, Another piece of advice I'd give recruits and parents is trust your first instinct. When you go on that campus, you do an unofficial visit, you know, they have a decent interest in you, but, you know, ask the hard questions um, and, and use your judgment in whether or not you have trust. I'm a big first impression guy. I have an 11-year-old daughter. She's going to be recruited for swimming and softball, and it's going to be tough for her coaches because, you know, you got to be able to, you know, I could read people, and I'm going to ask the hard questions, you know, just determine what the questions are, you know, what's important to you to ask of a coach um, and examine the program, examine their attention and, you know, and ask, you know, ask questions of the players when the coaches aren't around um, as it gets more serious and you go on these visits, you know, have quality time with the players, quality time with the assistant coaches. Uh, don't be afraid to ask the ADs about contracts, about budgets, about title nine. Um, you know, it's, it's so open-ended. Um, but I would say to the 2021s, it's definitely not too late. Coaches are all struggling with the pandemic as much as you are. Um, we haven't been able to see live, but I would say if I was hoping for a scholarship or a good situation, I would say three hours in every direction is where you should start because at least you had a chance to be seen live. You know, two of our three 2021 commits are from Florida. And usually I'm a Northeast, Philly, New York, New Jersey, Boston, uh, Connecticut, upstate New York, you know, been recruiting a lot uh, in those areas or international. But, you know, we didn't get out. We couldn't get out for five months. But we've seen a lot of high school games in this area. So we zeroed in on kids that are getting D1 looks, but the D1s fall off because they couldn't see them all July. So, you know, they're playing it closer to the vest. And we, we decided to be a little more aggressive with, um, you know, some recruits and we're very, you know, we're very thrilled to that and it made it easier because they were local. Um, and do your visits, you know, go, go do your visits. And if they're, if a coach is going to meet with you, 
at least you're dealing with somebody that's sincere. Um, and then ask them a question, you know, do you have a spot? Are you interested? Am I a money candidate? Um, you know, where do I fit? Do I fit? You know, I had, you know, I had great questions from a parent yesterday and I had to say right now, I don't know if my budget's going to be cut. I know it's not the answer you want, but it's the truth. Right now we have 15, but a kid could transfer. A kid could get hurt. You know, so you did your visit. You're on the radar. You're not being offered, but you're, you're, you know, you're at least in the mix for a few months down the road. Um, and if you want to sign somewhere quicker, I understand. Uh, but you know, do your visits. And if a coach is going to meet with you, at least there's, there's a, there's an opening of an interest. Um, if coaches are meeting with you on unofficial, eh, you know, if you're meeting with a, a GA, eh, you know, but if, if they're giving you an audience and, you know, taking you through the lunchroom and maybe sitting with you and eating with you or something, you know, there, there, there's, there's a shot for you to ask some questions. So, you know, ask those questions. Coach, thank you for that. Cause I have no a lot, I have a lot of 21 kids that, uh, that ask questions all the time. And, you know, a lot of them feel like they're lost because uh, the pandemic made them feel like I'm lost, I'm behind. Some of them are, are late bloomers um, that sat behind some pretty good seniors that just left and now it's their turn and they're they're so in limbo. So I think hearing it from a coach say, hey, you know, you're, not, you're never too late. You know, explore your options and make sure you have questions and also look for the, you know, the ones that want you. And, right. you know, get that feel for where you want to be at and understand where you're going. I think when they hear it from a coach, it's like mm-hmm. music to the ears versus hearing it from somebody that's just saying, hey, keep your head up, you know? <laughs> How I would market my daughter right now if she was a rising senior without a job is I would have a three-minute highlight tape with some good touch points. But, you know, every every kid's going to send makes, you know, the deep threes, the N1s. And then coaches want to see a game. I wouldn't send a game. A game is too long. I would send a great quarter. Um, you know, a quarter where you get eight points, three rebounds. You know, you send the whole game and a coach got to sift through to see when you're in, when you're out. At least if you send me a quarter and be like, hey, coach, I really watch. Because now you're, you're not watching highlights. But you're, you've narrowed it down to the coach to see that quarter. Um, so now I'm going to check highlights. And if I like the highlights, I'm like, you know what? I want to see her get up and down. I want to see her play somebody. Um, and now I'm watching a quarter where she was very involved and that might pique my interest right now. What the kids are struggling with is, you know, all the schools, we can't do tryouts. Um, so the, with the pandemic, you know, we, yeah, we're struggling, but as soon as they raise the, the, you know, raise some of the curtains, we can have kids on visits that we could try out and that 40 minutes on the court, you know, be ready to show, you know, cause that's your, that's your July opportunity. That's your June division two opportunity. Um, to get on the court and you know if coaches are allowed to do it insist you know hey coach can you work me out I really you know I really think you know you didn't get to see me a lot and I know I know the interest isn't as much but you know you work me out I'm going to show you something and you know I, when I hear that mm-hmm. that means something to me and and if you're not on the radar I might put you on the radar um, you know we had a kid email us tonight and we're the St. Leo Alliance our mascot's nickname is Fritz she wrote a beautiful email she kept calling us the St. Leo Fritzes and I want to be a Fritz and I can't wait to be a Fritz. I'm like, I'm not even, I, I couldn't even watch the video. I'm like, do you even know, you know, you're saying, you're speaking from the heart here. You don't even know what our, what our logo is. Um, you know, so be careful with some of that stuff, you know, uh, cause we all send those mass emails. Even coaches do it. You know, just be careful what you're 
sending because a lot of coaches won't see past that and will just delete the email, uh, which we didn't. We watched the video. We're not the Fritzes, we're the Lions. <laughs> you know. Coach, that's valuable information, believe it or not, what you just gave. That's worth more weight than gold to these kids' ears right now because you you went from a coach perspective to a personal perspective and said, if this was my daughter, this is what I would have her do. And I think right. that I think that's the most valuable thing that anyone could tell kids right now. I'm at a position where I can help you, I can see you, I can watch you, but I'm also talk to you from if you were my child, this is how I would handle yeah. that. Coach, that's valuable, Coach. I like the way you did that. I appreciate it. Coach, speaking of that, what do you look for in the student athlete at St. Leo? Where's the cell phone when they come to the campus? Um, you know, is there a lot of eye to eye? Is there is there questions? You know, are they thinking about the next visit? They're going to take maybe the next one official the next day, or are they really engaged and want to be there? Um, but in terms of performance, you know, everybody's looking for speed and athleticism. Uh, you know, we gotta we we've got to walk away when there's attitude or kids are jumping from program to program or you know, I went to recruit one kid and dad had a GoPro and a helmet on the whole game was yelling at the high school coach down in South Florida. And like, well, she's good, but you know what? We can't do that right now. We're not at the stage at St. Leo. This was two years ago where, um, where we, we're not, I'm not signed up for that. That's we I got a lot to manage. I can't manage, you know, the parents right there. Um, and you know, the kid, you know, not slapping kids hands when I go to see them. Uh, but you dive on the floor to chip a tooth or you run into the wall or you fist pump uh, somebody else's three or you're, you're giving it up to get it back. You're resonating to me. Um, we, you know, we want winners. We want character and work ethic. Um, and also, you know, a good teammate. You know, we say good shooter in practice. We say good teammate in practice. We say it a lot because we believe it. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we want to recruit. Coach, once again, you you're on point today. I got to give you that. Um, you called me off. You called me off guard with this, but I'm glad I'm helping you, <laughs> <laughs> Coach. Hey, you, you can't tell if I did, Coach, because you're dropping straight gems today, Coach. Um, I appreciate it. I think this is what what kids need to hear. I think this is what parents need to hear, and also know that, like you know, when you're on these visits or you're invited to a visit or however you get there for the visit that you have to pay attention to your surroundings and you have to be aware of the opportunity first and foremost versus everything else you have going on. And I think the concept of college basketball goes through every high school athlete's mind, but to actually be at that level, there are so few that don't make it. So to have that where someone say, hey, I want you here, but I need to observe you. Your character needs to be good. Your grades need to be good. Uh, we all know you can play basketball. That's why you're here. Um, but we, we have several other parameters that we got to see if you meet the standards on. And I think parents need to hear it too. Like, hey, there there's no need for you to be barging in on the coat or be diving in on the situation. Let your child put their own resume out there and let them, let it resonate for them. So, Coach, like I said, man, you're dropping some serious gems. Even though you say I caught you off guard, I can't tell. <laughs> you're a pro at this stuff. <laughs> So, 
Coach, to wrap it all up, though, what are your goals for this season? We we have a goal at St. Leo, and that's to win a national championship. It's never been done in the SSC. You know, we've got the support staff. We got the arena. We got the campus. We got the passion. I have two amazing assistants. Um, you know, I, I would say, yeah, yeah, we want to make the regional. Yeah, we want to win the regional. But, you know, we, we want more than that. I mean, me and Tish, Letitia Johnson played at Flagler, and she was a director, uh, one of the directors at East, you know, um, with an AU program before she came here. She worked a little high school. She's been fantastic. My GA, who is really an, a full-time assistant, um, played a high level at Embry-Riddle. And, you know, she's all in for behind-the-scenes stuff and working kids out. So, any, you know, anything less than, than competing for the NCAAs and, and aspiring to win a national championship is, you know, I came down here to win a national championship. I can't tell you when. I just tell you, I'll tell you, we're going to do it. Um, if you let me uh, add one more piece to, to the recruiting, I think it's a good nugget for the parents and the kids. Yes, sir. Um, I would say that every kid, you know, I could have Diana Taurasi tomorrow, Lisa Leslie the next day. We tell every kid we would be very blessed, very appreciative, very thankful, and very fortunate to have you. But if you look at the way this program's going, if you're going to make a commitment to come here on this journey, to sign up for this, to try to leave something here, you got to understand that you should feel, we want to make sure that the kids feel blessed. They feel appreciative. They understand that they're just as lucky to have us and where this program's going as we are to have them. And that's not being cocky or this or that. You know, I, as, as much as I'm still in my guts that we're thrilled, hey, we got a kid uh, that we're recruiting right now. If we get her for 2022, we're, we're raising the bar even more. You know, we're, she's just as lucky to come here while we're, we're on the upward trend and we have people uh, and support staff and budgets and stuff. So, you know, it, you got to, Kids and parents got to understand that it's a two-way street and, you know, I'm going to give these kids what I give my own. And, I, you know, telling the future coaches and the coaches out there now, if your kids believe that you're walking across the Walmart parking lot and they got something going on and that you're going to take uh, damage while you have kids to protect them, they're going to play hard for you. If they don't believe that you're going to stick up for them and take a bullet or, or break up a break up a fight or get in the way of a punch for them, they ain't ever going to play for you. You know, make your kids believe that you have their back 24-7, whether they mess up or they do great things or they're in a bad position. Because if you don't have that, it ain't going to work for you. You know, it's just phony. Coach, that was a nugget. <laughs> Coach, man, to be caught off guard, um, you did an awesome job, Coach. And I appreciate it. If I had a little girl that I could send to St. Leo, I would send her to you. I appreciate it. You can always visit and come have lunch with me. You know, when you're in the area, make sure I know so we could sit down and talk a little more. You need um, a different topic, X's and O's, or fundraising or team bonding. Um, you need another topic. You can count on me or my staff. Um, you got an event going on. You know, what you need you know, I'm all for it given because those blessings are going to come back. Coach, you're paying it forward. I appreciate that so much. On behalf of Undiscouted Coach, we thank you today. No, thank you for having me, and I look forward to building a better relationship with you. Thank you. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keep It Time in Sports, and Maria Dorno, 
realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.